0: Comics,
1: movies, music, video games, technology,
0: Blu-ray, television.
2: This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in a half, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something Else, I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from
3: alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime.
0: I am the Flash.
3: I'm here because the
0: future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Bangor
3: Sam. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop you. you got the wrong guy. Hero on my resume. Where I'm from, you
1: aren't just considered heroes. You're legends.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 72. Hello! And it's our post-San uh, Diego Comic-Con episode. We have a lot of trailers and a lot of news to sift through on uh, both DC movies and television. There's a lot of cool stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. And our man on the street there, in the middle of it, in the hell that was Hall H, Mr. Daryl Taylor is joining us tonight to tell us all about it. Hello. He survived. He alone survived yeah. to tell the tale. I, I did. He did. I did. It was I great. It.
2: You got through and out of Hall H
1: unscathed. Oh, I didn't get unscathed, but I got I got through it though. Uh, a lot of lot of stinking pain, but I got you, through you, it. You are a
2: brave man, sir. There was a, <laughs> a lot brave, of stinking brave man. Oh yeah, I can just imagine the nerd Ooh. sweat.
1: There was yeah. not even sweat. It was just. Think bombs.
4: Which... Funk, yeah.
2: Funk.
1: Yeah. I mean. yep. you, walk, you know, that's you. what I
2: don't get. When you go to Comic-Cons, there's all these promotional things and people giving away free shit at, at their booths and stuff. Gillette would so clean up, oh, so man. clean up if they'd sponsor a Comic-Con and just give out samples at the door, man.
1: That don't I'm just matter. Telling you. That don't matter when you – like, when you go to – Oh, man, it's even
0: hard to explain. When you pack 100,000 people in one building <laughs> and it's 95 <laughs> I, degrees outside. I, I, and
2: I get it, I get it, I know, but still, shit.
0: I mean, like it, was I, funny, it was funny for me. I remember the last uh, New York Comic Con I went to, I think it was in October or something. It was really mm. cold. And outside it was like, oh, hey, and as soon as you hit the door and open the door, it was like, whoa, hey. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hello, New York Comic Con, I can smell you. <laughs> I can and imagine so... what it was like in see Diego.
1: It's so mm. different. Like, when you get there, it's amazing. First of all,
0: the boobage is wonderful.
1: As soon as you get off the f-
0: get off the flight. Speaking sp- of boobage, let me finish the introductions here. The mermaid warrior of Themyscira, Mr. Jerry Atkinson. How are you doing?
4: <laughs> boobs. Hey, Jerry. I am, I am doing wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for another time. Yes, I have boobs. <laughs> boobs. I have boobs. Do a boob.
0: And the man, much like the uh, or, uh, Barry Allen Flash in the <laughs> Justice League uh, trailer, he needs friends too, Mr. <laughs> Chubb Toad Sheldon. Thank you. He moves very fast, though. So, as, as I mentioned, San Diego Comic-Con, lots of trailers, lots of cool stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, Daryl, like, what um, panels did you sit in on? What did you actually get to see? Well,
1: considering that I actually wanted to experience the con and not be on a line, I didn't do any of the media panels, none of the TV and movie panels. So you
0: actually went to the con? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I actually went to the con. Wow. Yeah. Who does that anymore? I don't know. Right? I don't know. But it was freaking incredible. I mean, just to be... It is so... You hear people describe San Diego Comic Con. I've heard... You know, we've heard our friends describe it to us that went all the time and you but you never get the scope of what it is and i've been to new york comic con since repop has has taken it over and it's crowded it's busy it's big but it is not as big as a whole town like when i say the whole town imagine if manhattan was shut down just for Comic Con with parades and all the bars have Spider Mans and Supermans and Wonder Woman wow. all everywhere and they make the waitresses and stuff are dressed. You got Harley Quinn bringing you beer and shots Aww. and whatnot and 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 uh jokers walking around and like it's like Mardi Gras mixed with I think con parties mixed I mean it's just would you go back? Oh, not no would. I am. He is going back. I'm really? already going yeah. back. I, and, I, you,
0: and this was your first time?
1: And this was my first time.
2: Because I went in 2009, and I loved it. Mm. But I after that, I felt I'm done with San Diego. It was a great experience. Oh. I'm going to go to other cons, though, throughout the Man, year. Man, <laughs> I,
1: I think what I learned from doing uh, New York so much is that you have to enjoy your surroundings and it's easier like in the back of the con- there's spots there's places that I will not reveal cuz I don't want anybody to mess it up <laughs> there's a nice spot like a nice hotel bar that's close to the con where you go out and you sit outside like in a bungalow and mm-hmm. you're by the water and water. they bring you drinks what? and and food and you mm-hmm. sit in these big chairs and there's shade and the breeze from the waters out there.
4: And have the water like three times now.
1: Because it's Go so ahead. beautiful. I didn't care about <laughs> so water. that stuff before. But there was something that went across my face that I couldn't believe. I was smiling. It was joy? It was, it was so oh. strange. It was such a strange oh. feeling. I even made a picture of it. Tom a took picture? a picture of me smiling because he couldn't, he didn't
0: know what was wrong with me. He was like, Are you having a stroke? <laughs> are you having a spasm? Or like what, prou- what's going prou- on prouces? with you? What's going on? Why are you smiling like this? she having a stroke? <laughs> You're
1: so relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't high or nothing. It was just, it was just one of the days I sat out there uh, with a lady uh, I met. She's very nice. You meet a lot of nice people at the Conway. Yes. Oh yeah, and uh, she's from the UK, and we sat out there and just proceeded to drink and talk for like five six hours. Oh,
5: huh.
1: just hanging. Like, just people are nice. They just just hanging. You just you wind up striking up conversations with people you don't know from everybody's from a different part of town or something, and that's how great it is. Like, you just it's not like New York because New York is so confined. Like, you have to go from one place to the other place, and even when you go outside. There's really nowhere for you to go. Nowhere for you to chill, rest, relax, whatever. So San Diego, there is places. Like, you, you just leave. You just go out. You go to a hotel or you go across the street or you go down the block to the bars or whatever. It's crowded, but they're just having it be that it's the whole town. It's just, The only thing that's a bitch is when it's time to leave and towards that night because we went drinking towards, I mean, till mm. 11, 12 o'clock, I mean, You've got to drink till 2 because when 2 o'clock comes, that's when they shut down, no more alcohol, which is crazy. It should go to 4, like in New York, but I, I, I'm going to try to change that. It's midnight in Texas. When I become president, I'm going to make this America great. I'm going to make drinking all the way to 4 o'clock for every state. Just know that. Why stop at four? Why not just go 24? Well, you got to recap. You've got you to refill up the the beers and stuff.
4: You have to have time for the benders to come in yeah. and out, the receivables. Yeah. you got to clean yeah.
1: out the people. Mop out the barn. Yeah.
4: you yeah. got to let the hardcore drunks get some rest before their next round. I'm saying. You gotta Otherwise, have they'll to, die <laughs> there in a the chair.
1: got to wrench them off a little bit, you know. All right.
4: And Hose you. them off, send them back home.
1: Yeah. them out. They, then they come back again, so that's fine. But just having it that it's that open area. And and the amount of people that were dressed and like what there was more I don't know it seemed like there wasn't that much cosplay than it is in other cons, but the amount of like seeing all the super like I know it's controversial for uh, with uh, Superman versus Batman and the Warner Brothers stuff, and you hear online the venom and all that kind of stuff, but when you actually go there and see the people there. There were so many people dressed like Harley and Superman and Batman and uh, the different suicide squad members and then there was a lot of the Marvel stuff. they were you know all dressed up. Like there's so much of that there that it was just I don't know, it's just amazing to see so much of that like just so oh, many people just happy about these movies like the excitement. It's only when you go online when you go you get disappointed again. But when you stay offline and you're actually in the real world. Right. It is like it just is real like world. a holiday. Yeah, just so real it's world. It's like
4: virtual it's like virtual reality, but not
1: or even <laughs> people that are not into the con that we you know, that we spoke to being mm-hmm. there just enjoy the fanfare of it. They're like it, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh this is just you know. Like it's Marty fun. Grah, but for Yeah. Her, yeah. Okay. totally, totally that's what it was. Like it. And, oh there's so much I uh this is one of my favorite vacations. I think it was one of my best the best vacation I've had in years. It's Like oh, it just
0: gave me new life. Well, let's talk about all the panels you didn't see and the uh footage you didn't check out until much later. Oh yes. After your uh, your spa trip. Um the D C oh. movie side, I guess the bigger um we saw the trail the new trailer for Wonder Woman.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. And that poster. I want that poster.
0: I bet you do. <laughs> <Well>, Yum.
1: <Yeah>,
5: <laughs> it's hmm.
1: not just that. It's just Oh, it's not asshole. just that. I don't it's, even want to know I, what just that means. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. the
1: scary
0: part. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Yep, it's not just it? that. Right. <laughs> the, uh, those action scenes, though, man. Seriously. Where she deflects that shell off of her shield in oh, the God. World War One battlefield, or that so like, awesome. or the the scenes with the lasso where she's like using it in her combat, it's kind of like got that glow. I really it's, dug that effect. I thought the that the looked cinematography super cool.
1: Of the movie itself
0: was just beautiful. It looked like, great. Patty Jenkins, man. I mean, she's an Academy Award nominated director. She knows what she's doing. And it's you
1: know. not. It doesn't look like Suicide Squad, and it doesn't look like. Uh, exactly. Batman versus Superman doesn't look like it, it looks like
2: Wonder Woman is what it looks like. It, it looks has like
1: its own thing. Yeah, it has its own style to it, and just a beauty of it. Like there, there's a vintage look to it. True. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There is. Yeah.
1: That. It's just
4: like a period drama, like the saturation of colors. Yeah, I know exactly what
1: you're talking about. It's still like a piece. And that's what you need if you're going to do this. You know, like we already know she leaves mankind for a certain amount of time. We got to see, you know, we have to see the time period, you know, of uh, her now, you know, like how she was in the beginning and how she ends up uh, later on. So you need that, the, the difference in that.
0: So we can tell, like, this is someone new to the world, like. And I think that uh, you made a really good point, Jerry, with, like, that color palette or whatever, that saturated, like, yeah. gray, grays and blues and stuff. Yeah. When she's in the action scene, that really sets it off, like, even more.
5: Oh, like, the, the flipping
0: and the Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, it reminded me kind of like a 300 or something, to be honest. The, the, yeah, exactly,
4: the, I mean, exactly. And, and very, you know what? Yeah, It's like, kind of an unworldly feel. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost really, like cartoon really
0: action.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: She doesn't fight for like sure. Batman.
1: She doesn't fight like Captain America. She doesn't fight like Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I like also. Like, you can show different styles right. of fighting, and you see it with her. Like, you know, the, the taking out of the heel, the back of the heels and the legs. Like, that's what a warrior did. You, you, yeah, you right. get, took them down. You you pretty much knew. You don't play them. around.
4: You're, this isn't an art. We don't. We're not doing this for you to see it.
1: <laughs> no, this is not fancy stuff. This no. is... This is takedowns and for throwing an elbow. Yes, throwing <laughs> elbow. Like the bullets yeah. and the and the way that it showed her the magic lasso just catching dudes and throwing them and
0: is that like wow. little golden effect it put on the lasso to kind of set it off. up. Yeah. So that, awesome. was, that was genius. Yeah. That was really good.
1: And it glows when she touches it as opposed to when she has it on her hip. It's just it's just a slight glow, but it's not but it's like it's it comes alive. It seems. It looks like she's the daughter of Zeus, Daryl. Yeah, the daughter. I, of I know. Zeus. I spoke to her. I know. I get it. She told oh, me. I at <laughs> <a hotel. laughs> I spoke to. Her. This one time she,
4: on Olympus, <laughs> she
1: told me. She told me that time we was hanging out. You know, was, like in mascara <laughs> At the con, yeah, she was you know, mm-hmm. hanging out.
0: Yeah, our yeah. school. Our school used to have mixers with mascara High. You know.
1: Yeah, you remember? It was cool. They're good people.
0: But anyway, really excited about Wonder Woman, even more so than I was before. Great footage there. And more exciting DC Cinematic footage. How about that Justice League footage, guys?
1: It made me so happy. I I I know. I was like, yes, finally. (laughs) Oh, it made me so happy. I love the music. First of all, just the music. Like the the guitar riff at the beginning. White Stripes. And then you got like four brothers, Boston, uh, Ben Affleck, walking in, like just... Being all tough, Mm-hmm. asking about Arthur. Ar- he was tough till he saw Arthur.
0: He looks like right? he was having. He looks like he's having fun too. Like the little scenes yeah. with him and Gal Gadot. She's like, you know, did did she did you sign him up? He's like, more or less. <laughs> and it was, it's goes, very much incredible.
4: Tony Stark, and the, it was very much Tony Stark putting together the Avengers. It was very much yeah. uh, like, kind of have a, like, like an air like of amusement.
1: That. When she said yeah. more and more or more or less, yeah. it yeah. was all. It's almost like they have a rapport where I they. Uh, they have some chemistry. Uh, like if they don't put them together romantically or not, I don't care. Like whatever the story, however they want to tell the story is however they tell the story. But they have a vibe yep. together. Like it, it feels like they've been working together for a couple months now to to gather these people.
0: Okay, uh, Jerry, go ahead and have your Momoa moment. Yeah, do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> No.
4: <laughs> like, it. It's really hard for me to encapsulate in words how I feel seeing my future baby daddy on the screen. I mean, <laughs> come on. Know what,
1: Jim, when I saw the water reach come out and hit him, yep. like, yeah, I felt like that was Jerry just being
0: just... I was disgusted. like, man, when I saw it, the first I'm thing like I thought it right I was, right like, did my, I said, Dad, has my wife seen this? And yeah. then I thought, right. has Jerry seen this?
1: Jerry just <laughs> exploded. That's what the water was. Jerry just exploded
4: he was done right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's how Jerry that's what happened to me that's exactly what happened there explosion
0: like, Ar- like Archer yeah. when they say sploosh yeah
1: yeah you just see Jerry on the yeah,
4: floor sure. going, yes right. I don't think Sheldon anymore and things for his imagination but yes <laughs>
1: And to set up that he's already a hero. Like, I like that also. Like, you, you, I know there, you know, there'd be a complaint that they don't, they're not heroic, but they already set it up that he's been bringing, you know, fish to feed villages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When they're, when, when weather's well, too bad and they can't, you know, they don't, they don't have enough to eat. King like tied. That's already setting it up. Like, that's already setting up that the dude is a hero. He's not coming yeah. at it like he's angry at humanity. Right.
0: Although he should be. Probably angry at some parts
1: of humanity. He's cautious about it, he probably and he probably would trust people outside of the area where he right. lives.
4: He is the best scout. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like his Yeah, his whole body language is like, I may crush you for talking to me. You
1: are, Jerry. Yeah, I give no it's shit. Yeah, I give no
0: shit. But the,
4: like recognizes but, like. Okay?
0: But like, then you know, but I, then Affleck kinda of plays it off. He's like, so you talked to fish,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they broke that up. That was uh, great. Like,
0: that was great. Face,
1: this is not even a trailer. This is just footage put together for us to gush over, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it worked.
1: It, it worked cause I was, <laughs>
0: it totally worked. It was. Awesome. I'm already
1: all in, but I was just watching it. I was just so excited, like just to see Ben Affleck be you know just to see him be a Bruce who's not
0: as angry anymore and. uh well Bruce has got a he's got a new mission too. He's yeah seen that, he's yeah. seen that kind of vision and uh, uh what do you guys think of the, the take uh, the new take on Barry Allen? Like the Ezra Miller take on I Barry Allen. I loved it
1: because it's not a Barry who was raised with a strong family, probably. Like it's not a Barry who probably lost his parents or something like that. This, this just seems to be a very the take on this one seems to be the awkward nerd. hmm Which right. we have Science- many other yeah, the science geek was just awkward. Like he's just he doesn't he's not around a lot of people. He hasn't been. Can I keep this. He, yeah, he's not around. All, he didn't have all these friends. It seems like he didn't grow up with right. with uh, Iris. Probably he yeah, We
0: couldn't really tell. Honestly, yeah, it know, kind know, of reminded me of Peter Parker. A lot you know, of that. Yes. I was thinking yeah. like the kind of twitchy yeah. science nerd doesn't mm-hmm. relate well to others. Right. You yeah. know, kind of that was kind of take I, I I took away from that. But it's fine. I'm glad. He went a different direction with it than Gustin does on the and show. I, mm-hmm.
2: I will say this is, I don't dislike that suit, but I'm not sold on that suit either. That's it's, not his final suit. either. Well, yeah. Oh, it's
1: not. Oh no, no, no. no, no they already. No, said that's
0: it. not the final cyborg thing either. When we get to no.
1: Him. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they said it in the in the reports that they let they let people you know that the, they told reporters that they could say they could tell people. Is that part of the deal is is uh Bruce is gonna help him to get to streamline the suit more. But okay. that's his suit, like that's the suit he put together on his own with no you know, really no money. And then it, eventually it, he'll get another suit.
0: It looks like it's kinda of based and so it's same with cyborg, kinda of based on the video game Injustice.
1: Yes. Where totally. they have like yeah. the suits yeah, that are like, more sure, more of an armored yeah.
0: look, you know? Yeah. Totally, totally looks like that. Um, that's what it kinda of reminded me of. But um I, I like that take. I thought that um I thought Cyborg looked okay, but I thought there might be a little room for improvement there.
1: Not enough with him was shown to me, yet.
0: Yeah. They didn't really show a whole lot, just that one that one shot, you know, really. He just um, he just looks a little little
1: tough. He looked a little angry, like he has a chip on his shoulder type of thing, like when he's walking. But that's but you really get nothing. Like you just get him say that one thing to to Batman about I our, think
2: that there's going to be
1: some some reveals with his character or something in the movie
2: that they don't want to give away in the trailer.
0: Well, considering that a we got the box, least of him out of all the characters, they show that, them so. burying a mother box. At the
1: beginning yeah, of the and, and considering that we know the from the other movie that the mother box is part of his what built his body. I mean, you know, there's got to be more to him than that because that's what the main story is going to be about them. Chasing down these mother boxes. Well, I think right. a, lot,
0: a lot of the way—I mean, kind of the way they used them. They used Cyborg and the uh, New Fifty Two, when they launched him as a member of the Justice League. His right. tech was kind of the way they were able to in, interface with the, um, out, you know, the tech mm-hmm. of Apocalypse and, right. and the tech of New Genesis because he was kind of half human, half, you know, that kind of tech. So that might be where their in, in is with him. I hope um, they do the comic version where his tech. Kind of upgrades on its own as he yeah. learns to use it. So I always thought that made sense. I always wondered why he looks so clunky and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when you know you have the Iron Man, you know, suit of armor that's like all sleek and mecha-like, but then you know, here's Cyborg kind of looking like um, I don't know, a little, a little too big and clunky still. I'm glad I hope they streamline it a little more. Right, later, so. like he learns and- things. I was already sold
2: on Batfleck and, and him being Bruce Wayne, oh. but I'm even more sold after this footage on him, especially as
1: Bruce Wayne. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't stop watching the fight scenes with him in the warehouse. Like, I keep watching that over and over again because it's just
0: so good to see the way he fights. Okay. Now, now, not to go on too far of a tangent here, but, like, Jeff John's gotten uh, pushed up to, like, president. Yeah, of creative yeah. operations at, at mm-hmm. DC. How I wonder bad. how that's going to uh, affect his, you know, um, movie he's running with. Affleck, the standalone mm-hmm. Batman movie. I would think they'd
1: still be working together, kind of, because they don't want you don't want to you that, don't want to make cat's him that out
2: of the bag. That cat's out of the bag, yeah. and I don't think they're going to put that one back in. they he, he's
0: definitely going to be all up in that. More, with the Suicide Squad panel was really funny. I watched the whole thing online. Mm-hmm. Uh, some here's something I could tell you about the, that cast already. I think all of them hate Jared Leto for yes. for for like uh, being you know um, method acting as the Joker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially Viola Davis because she just was like throwing eight different kinds of shade through the whole panel at him.
1: Oh, um, wow. kick his ass. Her husband was about to kick his ass in a minute. Like I can see
0: that happening. <laughs> but um, they uh, they had some uh, like uh, B roll footage and some like mm-hmm. bloopers and stuff, and that was a lot of fun to watch. I am at maximum hype for this movie. This is the movie, my number one anticipated movie this year. Rogue, Rogue One is number two after this. So. I'm in, um, man. I'm, I'm totally in. in. I'm, I'm going to see it Friday when it opens with my wife. So. I'm so in. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot new there, but we did see some, you know, like Citizen takes and new footage. There was one cool uh, movie announcement in a tangential way. They announced the DC animated version of... Justice League Dark. Yeah. Oh, let me. We, there is one thing that they did release, though.
1: There is going to be. I won't spoil it. People can look for themselves if they want to. But they did say there is going to be another member of the Justice League in the Suicide Squad movie. Hmm. So, because he's in the casting. So if you look at the the link of the casting uh, of in order of their appearance that they've released today. You could see that they're going to be. Some, there's another person from the Justice League that's going to be in the movie.
0: So if you don't want to know that, don't look at that. Don't don't look at it. Um, we also got a bunch of uh, trailers for our TV shows. Oh, stop! Yeah, Let's start with Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Flashpoint in full effect, according to this uh, trailer. I mean, the the Allens, you know, back you know, living together and. Um, Iris doesn't even know who Barry is uh, mm-hmm. in this trailer. Neither does her dad. I mean, he's. Yeah. Um, but like, what did he expect? <laughs> right. It's like you can't have you can't have it both
1: ways. Like. It's not... And he
0: kept Thawn alive, which is something interesting too in the trailer. He has Thawn like locked up, um, much the same way that like uh, remember when uh, evil uh, Harrison Wells had uh, Eddie Thawn locked up. Right. It looks almost like the same spot. Right. I wonder though, because I think he's going to wind up having to work with him to change, to put everything back the way it was. Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. going to have to. Or else, I don't think they would have kept him around. Yeah, yeah. Something else we found that was interesting about the CW shows—I'm going to say in general—is mm-hmm. that they had hired several actors that are going to be appearing across all four shows, including Katie Cassidy. Yeah. As black, I guess black siren, or maybe black canary, or wow. who knows? But um, among um, damn it, Neil Madonno uh, Madonna, uh, who played uh, Damien Dark, is one of these. Uh, Wentworth Miller will be spread across the shows. John oh. Berriman, we already heard of some of these spread across the shows, and they are going to refer to this group of bad guys as the Legion of Doom mm. in Legends. Yeah. Um, so, thought that was pretty interesting. They split, you know, they, split if
2: they don't have the Legion of Doom hideout thing, in the sw- <laughs> they 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 gotta have that. They got to.
0: Meanwhile, deep in the swamp, mm. that's exactly how they're doing. They're just like so they do it. They just need
2: to resurrect Ted Knight to narrate the thing.
0: Meanwhile,
2: back in the swamp.
0: <laughs> but in the uh, the Flash trailer, we also see a, a quick shot of that Black Flash, or the Black Racer. Black Flash.
1: That Black Flash.
0: He always he always late. No, uh, not Huggins. the African American Flash because Kid Flash. Never... Oh, no, he's that... in this too. Kid Flash oh. is in this too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So it's Black Flash and African American Flash. Yeah, so, you got uh, back both brothers. in the trailer. Yeah. And you know, when I see the the um, the suit like in motion, the Kid Flash suit, it looks even more like Thawne's suit.
1: I'm th- I think it is. I think they just took it and used it.
0: The, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a story there. But, um definitely a cool looking season, especially if you're a fan of flashpoint can't say that I really was, but that's okay. it's gonna be a great season anyway speaking I, of oh go ahead I was
2: just gonna say I just recently because a buddy wanted to read flashpoint i I just took him and I read it reread it too, the entire series all the ancillary books and everything else and i I really like it even more than I did then um but I still don't like some of
1: the results of what it caused. So, right.
2: yeah, like they the
0: so. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a it was a cool Elseworld. I, mean, I always liked Elseworld. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. that's where I, where I am with it. It just seemed like an old, you know, like uh, well, it was. Of, I mean, that exactly. you yeah, yeah. 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 so much though.
2: Batman three, the three limited, the limited series three issue Batman from Flashpoint.
1: Was oh, my was favorite,
5: awesome.
2: hands down, part of the entire event. It that was just was awesome.
1: awesome. Yeah, that was... was awesome sauces and everything uh. mixed together.
0: Let's talk Arrow season five first look trailer. Ooh. It looks like Oliver is training like a new team. Totally surprised me. I didn't. I I thought they'd just be out in the
1: wild. I didn't think that it would be that these are his new. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a totally great idea. To um, do, I, you know, I hope, I hope it, they really you get go a with fresh it.
2: Fresh blood, you know,
1: mm-hmm. new dynamic. It, it needs it. Yeah, when they yell, get that mother effing stupid helmet out of here, and then wow,
4: <laughs> wow, I will not be your mag negro anymore. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I
4: don't want your future no. helmet. <laughs>
0: No, he gets zapped by, zap by Damien Dark. A
2: con. Yeah.
0: He gets zapped by Damien Dark, and all that's left is the helmet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is all we have left to Diggle. Just crappy have have helmet.
1: A baby backpack, like a fake baby backpack. Oh, that
0: would be great. Yeah, you'd have to have like the baby carrier, too. Yeah, yeah. And a big gun.
1: And a real big gun, yeah.
0: Because right, yeah. you're carrying a baby and a firearm. Like everyone does. Yeah, of course.
1: That's what you do.
0: But, yeah, it looks like is training a whole new group of, of, uh, of like, young vigilantes. There's the Wild Dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, kid, and uh, Echo Cullum is returning as, like, Mr. Terrific. And,
1: Angry uh, New Black Canary.
0: Yeah, Angry New Black Canary, yep Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. She, she just looks like she's going to give him shit every day, every episode.
0: I think it makes total sense, I mean, that he would, you know, want to train. I mean, yeah, I think it's a good, good step, you know.
1: That's it. what Batman does. You train your, you train your the newbies.
0: And he is going,
1: I don't think they're going away from that, him being Batman thing. I think no. they're just going forward. Like, they just
0: like, let's do it. The saddest part about this trailer was that there were flashback things in the trailer. Yeah. Of him and the Russian mob. Yeah. Well, we knew that was
1: coming. There's no way around it. They said it was going to happen whether people liked it or not. So,
0: that's what we got. I know. I I
1: won't like it either every time they do the flashback I'll probably roll my eyes until they start bleeding but
2: uh (laughs) if they can make them more relevant and compelling to the story then I'm in but they Uh, just haven't been the last couple seasons I don't know how man
0: okay for this next part we're gonna have Daryl Daryl you can cover your ears if you want I'm going to do a cone of silence that'll be real quick you ready the Lego Batman movie trailer Yes. Will, Ar- Will Arnett is Batman. Zach Galifianakis yes. is Robin. Okay, I'm totally in. That's all I I'm am say.
2: so in.
0: It I, looks so funny.
2: I I I'm so far beyond in that I've gone out the other side. I'm so in. Okay. It is that trailer looked
0: awesome. All right, you can take it. You can uncover your ears now. That's all right. I'm I'm fine. I can handle it. Okay, cool. Um, we saw Lucifer. We saw some uh some uh, stuff from from Fox's Lucifer. Um, the the trailer, it's one of these things, well, like, the Walking Dead trailer, where the whole, like, first half or so is just, like, a recap of what yeah. happened. Yeah. And then, like, the last minute is actual new stuff. But we see that, um, maybe Mazikeen had a little something, had something to do with their mom getting out of hell. I, I thought her, after a while, when you think about it, she's the only one that would really
1: Benefit want that to something. happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. But yeah, I love the way that Lucifer puts. it. like, "Oh, does that sound like something a backstabbing demon from hell would do?" <laughs> 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 like, yeah, that totally does. Yeah, yeah you put it that much. way. <laughs> pretty much.
1: Uh-huh. Pretty much.
0: Uh, so that looks interesting, mm-hmm. and it's coming in September. It's coming before the CW shows, so we we'll be Yeah, back that, on Lu-
1: that needs help. T- yeah, that needs help though. So it's they need to start first.
0: It's one of those things, well, I mean, after Gotham's first season, I have faith in any show can turn yeah. around. in season two now. But I mean, um, you need to put it on before the other one so it doesn't get lost, because it's, it's, you know. Right, it's just kind of set itself apart. Gotcha. Yeah, you kind of need to do that. Um, Preacher, which we'll be talking about later in this episode, had a, mm-hmm. a table read from an episode, and uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it, because um, Aaron Newarth, who will be joining us on our next episode, was actually there. Mm -hmm. And I'll let him tell you all about it, but I guess I had a table read uh, from the the main cast members and some other, like, guest cast members uh, reading the script from uh, episode 9 that just aired. Uh, We got the trailer for Gotham. Looks like more weirdness on Gotham. Not a lot of new stuff in this trailer, though. No. No, it really wasn't. I really was kind of disappointed they didn't throw, you know, something in there to kind of, like, you know, hook us in, but um, definitely, like... I don't know. It kind of recapped everything we know, you know, we knew going in so mm-hmm. far with U.S. Strange and whatnot, and it even showed the, the bit with the uh, the boss with all the freaks, all right? You know, cutting loose. Um, another wow. one, another trailer that was just kind of a recap of the past season was the iZombie trailer. I don't know if you guys saw that, Jerry. You can yeah, yeah. But there was like a, <laughs> there was like almost nothing new in that at all. Oh, uh,
4: there was okay. Wait, there was this pale chick that had the charisma of a paperclip.
0: Hey. Okay, we know how solving you feel.
4: By okay. With some
0: hey. goofy guys that had
4: pretty much zero humor that I appreciate. That's the trailer, right?
0: Mean about we it. know how God. you feel. Man.
4: You guys put the ball on my court. I would have just I, stayed there. I, I know.
0: I just yeah. was talking about the trailer, man. Why you got to mm. be like that?
4: You guys exed, okay?
0: <laughs> Dang.
2: No, 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 I just thought you had good taste and stuff Jerry but apparently not
4: I was staying in my lane I was uh, keeping my thoughts to myself you guys created anyway, this mess
0: right here as, as, as I, was so. say, I was trying to say <laughs> it's well, your was fire starter but she, there, there well, was, she was, has
1: there. spaghetti and meat sauce brains I mean you can't be chitting on that when you have spaghetti and meat sauce mm, mm, mm. And it,
5: that's
2: um,
1: delicious I and don't need that look at Cause if not. Yeah. I don't. Oh,
0: know you know it. Not.
1: There's not, know. not a lot of fat in brains.
0: We got a trailer for Supergirl that had very little new in it as well.
1: Yeah, they kind of kept um, that to themselves.
0: We did get a new picture just today though of her and the guy playing Superman.
1: I he don't look too
0: big. A, in that? Uh, no, sorry, right. I'm alright with it though.
1: Not i hate. Dude, I, don't, I
4: like him. I like him in Teen Wolf.
0: I don't
1: dislike it. No, he looks bigger in Teen Wolf. I mean, when they showed Yeah, that's
4: true. He did. But maybe it's just the, maybe somebody decided he should be slimmer in Photoshop and kind of. It's edited.
1: almost like they toned him down. Yeah, it looks like they yeah. toned him down a lot. Because like, I thought he was boy, too big. Yeah, that dude is big. Like, the way the suit is kind of showing him, it's almost like they downplay his size so he doesn't look too much bigger than, than Supergirl. It's
2: almost yeah. like they had somebody else in the costume. Uh, they oh. hadn't cast it yet, and they just photoshopped his head on. You
4: know what? what? You are that, funny. that could happen. They do that a lot,
2: right? But that's what it looks like. That head that don't look like him. On.
1: That dude is head, head Henry Cavill side kind of big. Like
4: he is. He's big. He's his his uh, shoulder span is is massive.
1: Yeah. So he's
4: not a little guy.
1: He does oh, yeah. not look that way. It doesn't even look like they're in the same room. It just looks like they put his whoever's in that suit before. A good call. It's oh, like they it. added that to the picture and she was already standing there.
4: I used to work for a uniform company when they would change when they would want to advertise a different color of the shirt, mm-hmm. they would do that. It wouldn't matter the, the model or whatever. They'd just right. take a picture of somebody else in the shirt and just change the face. So
1: yeah, it's yeah, probably. You know what, what? I'm calling it. I think when we see no, the I believe Trailer you. That
4: explains it.
0: Yeah, when we see the trailer, I, I bet you he does not look that size. Well, speaking of Supergirl, we had a, a like a news uh, flash happen this week uh, at or during the San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. where they said that the um the the four way crossover that we're getting. Uh, oh the, yeah, uh, the the uh, Flash Legends era Supergirl crossover. Oh Supergirl- yeah. <laughs> Oh sorry, get excited. Menage, menage a cat. Oh yeah. Um, One more time. Su- <laughs> Supergirl is going to be the focus of the four show crossover.
1: I
2: so, love that. You- definitely the focus of my four show crossover.
1: Hey, hey, hey. There's a line. I did the oh yes, it stops there. Oh <laughs> Donuts.
4: Me. Donuts.
1: What you doing?
0: But her new presence in the CWDC universe is going to heavily factor into the four-show CW superhero crossover. Which well, maybe
1: you guys are right. I I don't think that they're going to put her world in the same world as it. I just thought that they would make it so she could go back and forth. They didn't but, say that. But you they could be right. They
0: didn't say either way.
1: But you, I remember. But I mean, remember we discussed it. You, I know you're saying that maybe. Mm. Uh, that they just put. I think Chubb, you said it. That maybe they just um, they're gonna have it where her world just is either gone, or her city yeah. gets put into it. It gets transported to uh, the CW universe world, DC world.
2: I, I think it's pretty much going to be a result of the flashpoint is going to cause her universe and this universe to become part of, together.
1: Hmm. I can't say you're not. That's not going to be the case, but it
0: could. I, I, I mean, I, think, I don't.
2: I'm not 100 percent on that, but that's 100%. what I'm predicting.
0: The, the more I think about it, though, the more I think they're going to try to keep it separate. Hmm. Because at first I thought they were just going to fold her into the other universe, but I think having a Supergirl and a Superman mm-hmm. in that universe is too much power. And you think? Be, yeah, it's it, going to imbalance uh, yeah. like the rest of what's going on there. So.
1: 'Cause they can explain away her presence and like if Arrow goes through something like they need something to kinda have it where she just doesn't fly in and save Oliver every time he gets into something too big. Like you need something to separate that. You know, like she has to come into their world. She has to go through if Cisco hooks up her uh you know, Cisco and, and uh company, you know, they get together, all the scientists get together and kinda come up with a a way to kinda blend that. That technology in from the Star Labs and kind of makes a a portal where she can just a concentrated portal which they can go
0: back. And play. The uh, we got a, in the final trailer that we'll talk about. We got a trailer for uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh. Uh, they're going to really lead into this Justice Society thing, I guess. Um, the very first two episodes they said are going. They said that, well, the very first episode they said was going to be the Legends versus the JSA, and you know. Typical comic book fashion, whenever super teams meet, they gotta fight. They gotta fight. So, uh, they've got, and here's the lineup pretty interesting. Uh, they have Obsidian, uh mm-hmm. Commander Steel, mm-hmm. uh Vixen, played by a new actress, Giggity uh, Giggity, Sellers, Stargirl, Giggity Giggity, and, I knew you know, she Jeff know. John, yeah, Jeff Johns is involved. Stargirl will be there, yeah, no, and, way, it. and Dr. Midnight. Along with our man, who we already met at the end of Legends uh, season one. Can we have the real Hawkman
1: come show up now?
0: Can we not have Hawkman for a while, please? I, please. I meant the real one,
1: because that uh, one. I, I, uh,
0: no, 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 it's okay. Uh. Either, uh, let's just take a break from Hawks for a while. I'm just what, what if take they the get one away? that can act? No. Let's just take a break, buddy. let take a break. Well, we can bring him uh, back later. Bring back. Acting is
4: not four. a requisite for this show. Have you been paying attention?
0: Yeah, I know. I know that's uh. why I threw in. I it. Would, <laughs> I would like I would like to have an, a Hawkman that would act, but I think after all the Hawk stuff last season, we have enough Hawks. Yeah, I'm
4: about Hawked out too.
0: I'm right. I'm pretty excited to um, <sighs> I'm pretty excited for for um, you know, the JSA, um, and they are going to be a Golden Age generation of heroes like from the 40s, oh. um, the Greatest Generation, um, it's uh the quote that uh. The Phil Clemmer, executive producer, says if the legends are a family, it's like getting to meet your grandparents and realizing they were real superheroes. Um, they'll be going up against, as I mentioned, Le- Le- Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. uh, which will be one with Miller's Captain Cold, uh, Matt Letcher as a reverse Flash, also uh, for se- uh, f- uh, season regular spread out among the shows, all Right. Uh, which changes things if you think about it because of you know, all the different things he can do. Uh, Damien Neil Novadano, of course, and uh, Malcolm Merlin. John Garman. Mm-hmm.
1: Is Usher um, still gonna be on there too?
0: Usher. Sure. Yeah, he's still he's still on he's still on the legend side. Oh, so
1: Tim um, and, and Stargirl yeah. could do dance offs and stuff, right? It could be like yeah, yeah. yeah. It could yeah. be like uh, yeah. step off,
0: step off. It. So like, I, I like this. I like this quote it, though. Okay? this <laughs> is from uh, Mark Guggenheim. <laughs> it's broad. Uh, for Legion two for season two of Legends, we decided the perfect antagonist for TV's first ever team of heroes would be first. TV's first ever team of super villains recruited from the ranks of Arrow and The Flash. Uh, Being huge fans of Challenge of the Super Friends, Mm -hmm. we've come to call this group our Legion of Doom. Mm -hmm. Also, um, Stephen Amell will appear in the season premiere of Legends as Mayor Oliver Queen.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: So so, uh, that's the Legends uh, scoop, as it were. Very cool, very cool. Sweet. Uh, um. was think... all the... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead.
4: Potentially lame. Lame.
0: I think lame. it could be... I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped for the JSA stuff, so... I'll give it a chance. Stay in your lane, Jerry. Stay in your lane.
4: I, I am going to give it a chance. I always give it a chance. I uh, applauded when they did stuff good. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I know our listeners are probably like, what... What about the Killing Joke, Jim? What did you think about Killing Joke? Um, Are you guys going to review Killing Joke? We will be reviewing or doing an in-depth review of Killing Joke next next week with our yeah. special guest, Aaron Neworth, who reviewed the Blu-ray for Why So Blue. And we will be, of course, talking with him about the Preacher finale. So hang in there. We will get to Killing Joke next week. I know everybody's talking about it. Everybody's buzzing about it right now. Right. By then, the Blu Ray will be out, and everyone will have a chance to see it. So we can go spoiler deep.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and to go go, move like Usher on it. So next week, guys, for uh, for uh, um, the Killing Joke. Okay. Uh, But we do have two episodes of Preacher to talk about, guys. What do you think? Should we do this now?
1: If we have to, yeah. Okay,
0: everybody, <laughs> wow! <laughs> everybody, put on, everybody put on, your big boy pants. Okay. I don't
4: want them. <laughs> Wait, we have to put on uh, pants? Is that what you no, said? No, oh, you good. don't. I, I only podcast uh, in my underwear. Period.
0: Don't
1: worry about it. Exactly. Same. So, hello. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wearing pants. Thanks for sharing, dear. You're welcome. Oh, and I forgot. I'm to waiting mention. for the
4: picture to show up in my chat. I'm waiting for Dick. <laughs> When's that coming? When's that coming?
1: It's coming. Wait for and it. I, no. And, and on okay. the panties, it, it has uh it has Joker's property. You sure? I buses.
4: don't see that popping up in my feed.
1: Um, I also know. I also <laughs> met Derek a. Hughes, uh at yeah. the con, who is uh, a writer uh for the Flash. I got a chance to to talk to him a little bit. Okay. Which is kinda cool. He's a nice
0: dude. Hopefully we can get an interview. Hopefully, um down the road. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, the first episode we're gonna talk about tonight, Preacher, it's episode eight. We're coming up on it's only a ten episode season, so we're coming up on the finale on our next uh, podcast. Uh-huh. Uh this this one's called Al Valero. And uh we start with a flashback of the Cannon family um uh, dying in a ski gondola. Yeah and it was, uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I like the big hair. I thought it was, I thought it looked pretty good. But, um, yeah, they plunged okay. their desks, and then um, back in, in Anvil, John Custer is, like, trying to comfort Odin, Quincannon, young Odin, Quincannon, but the the office is full of large crates containing the bodies of his family, and he's, like, uh, holding intestines in one hand and his daughters in the other. And he's just like, there's no difference. It's all meat. There's no true. spirit. There's no soul. There's nothing.
1: That was nasty.
0: Yeah.
1: That was nasty. It's very true.
0: And uh, he screams at John to denounce God from the pulpit, but John you know, declines. And this is uh, back in episode four. We saw Jesse waiting in the hallway. This is what happened in the room while he was waiting. So it all kind of ties back to that. Um so it, it kind of also shows us that there's a lot more past between the Custer and Odin and the um Quincanons that we might have known before. So back in the present the meat men are kicking open the church door. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a, you know there's a land transfer just refused from Quincanon the week before and um we see some gunfire uh, through a stained, stained glass window depicting Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because uh, Jesse is just like kind of—he's more—he's more, he's more con- still more concerned about Eugene, and even though he's able to like, you know, kind of snipe them and keep them away, the guys right. that are moving it on like, uh, all right Like there's one dude who, like goes over the top and he comes back. His preacher shot me in the junk or whatever. <laughs> you know? No, he said shot me in the dick. Shot me in the dick. Yeah. Um, but Jesse starts to, um, he sees, you know, Eugene claw his way out of a hole, the hole that Jesse punched in the church floor. Yeah. And Jesse, you know, brings him back and Eugene says, man, I'm thirsty. And, uh, he he gets some, you know, some water and he's like, you dug out of hell with your hands. And Eugene says, it's not that far. Uh It's, he's getting weirder and weirder. Uh And then, you know, he, he talks to Eugene and he's like, um. You know, he just like you know Jesse. You know, feels like he's become a, made a mess of things, and then um, J- Eugene asks Jesse if he's going to call the guys back in the motel about taking away the power because you know he, he doesn't feel like he can be he can trust himself with the you know the voice or whatever. Right. But uh, Jesse, as he, uh, he like, wait a minute, I never told you about the guys back in the motel, and it turns out he's been talking to a hallucination. Oops. Mr. Robot. That's, yeah. some, that's some good booze he was drinking. I <laughs>
4: Things happen. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I guess so. Uh, never had that much booze where we I haven't so, had booze that did that to me either. Uh, good shit.
4: The most fascinating storyteller is one that is completely unreliable. Because you really have no idea what's going on.
1: No, I could, you could barely remember shit that happened to you yesterday, and to be able to recall everything in why I love
4: Memento, or Memento. Yeah,
1: that yeah. That was well. pretty
4: awesome, because you have no idea of, like, what he's, if he's going on the right path, if he's actually writing these notes, if somebody else is, it's awesome.
0: Exactly. Bioshock. Yeah. Bioshock mm-hmm. this is Definitely.
4: the same Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um... You know, Queen Cannon tries to rally his troops. He promises them the food court of their dreams (laughs) on the side of the church. Uh, And Donnie is there, and he's in his rebel graze. He's leading the charge. And this is when Jesse starts doing the sniper act from the the church tower. Mm -hmm. He's he's not killing anybody, though. He's, like, blowing off their hat. He, like, Mm shoots a machete out of a guy's hand, and it goes into another guy's shoulder. And they keep saying, he's a good shot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, really? (laughs) That seems to be the theme. But uh, this, like I said, this is when that dude, Clive, he's like chanting, food, court, food, court, food, court. And he goes over to the top, and you know, they play that hero music, and then everybody's quiet. And he announces, preacher shot my dick off. <laughs> I don't want no food court no more. Yeah, I guess not, man. It's Dang. not a good trade. No, not at all. You see the standoff continues. Sheriff Root arrives, because Jesse called him about the return of Eugene. And this is, uh, Queen Cannon refers to him as Assface here. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the first time I've heard that name used in the series. Yep. And, uh, he gets, um, he's, you know, Root Ruth really doesn't want to take the church by force. And Queen Cannon's like, that's nothing more than wood and paint and colored glass. He's going to tear it down, uh, peg by peg. Jesse gets uh, inside the church, Jesse gets on the loudspeaker, and he demands Fury and Blank be sent to him. And then here they come, dragging their huge tw- chunk of weapons up the long driveway. But they can't enter until Jesse wards them to come. Mm -hmm. Because he commanded them to stay away. Oh, right. A couple episodes ago. And Eugene kind of shrugs and tells Jesse, I guess you're the only crazy one. Um, That was was a fun line. That was fun. This, you know, Queen Cannon tries to get his meat, uh, you know, revved up again. Jesse's trying to get, he he wants to get rid of the the thing. And they lay down a tarp on the ground. They set up like a ceremony to get Genesis to lure Genesis out of him with a song. Um, this is also, uh, and while this is going on, Queen Cannon is you know explaining to everyone you know, uh, you know this is a, I guess an expert marksman in elevated positions. You know, drink a lot of water, and, and he says, uh, you know, he describes the concept of human shields. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> very cannon very, fodder, human shields. It happens.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, inside the church, DeBlanc is singing this weird version of "Wink and and Nod," and the coffee, coffee can is on Jesse's chest. And on the last syllable, Genesis comes out of Jesse and looks up in surprise. And Fury says, "Bad boy." And then uh, they roll up in the uh, thing. You know, they put in the coffee can. They, the the uh, Adelphi you know roll up the tarp, and they're getting ready to leave. And Jesse's mad because they forgot all about Eugene. It's like, the kid's running hell over a mistake. How's that right? And then after he says that, the coffee can blows apart, and Genesis flies back in to to uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Adelphi depart, and they make plans for what they call the other option um, to retrieve Genesis. And, yeah. and that's when Eugene disappears.
1: Well, it's nice to see him care that he's gone, like the the previous episodes when it was like he just didn't give a damn
4: i didn't take it that way i took it that he wasn't processing he was kind of still in shock that that was even possible
1: i think From everything
4: else he knew it was hard
1: well because of the way the actor portrayed it it was weird like he was either like he was almost possessed
4: i just took it as kind of in shock yeah
1: guess, like yeah but he's been so that's solid how i took it well, see, that's the... how I
4: am. If I have, like, real trauma, I just completely shut down. You won't see any emotion from me. But, like, little stuff, you know, I'll go off the deep end. So, <laughs> I just took it like shock.
1: Oh, not you. Like his
4: processing.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Je- Jesse's in, like, a trance-like state in the church as the bullets are ripping through the walls. Uh, he's holding off the attackers with marksmanship and drinking a lot of booze. Um, then Donnie enters the church, and Jenny, Jesse tries to use a word on him. But Donnie is outsmarting him by deafening himself, yeah, you know, with a gunshot, yeah. so you he can't hear him. I blame his wife.
1: Wow, because she she sent that kind of gave him that message, like she was only happy and proud of him when he was being tough. But he was scared that out of his is, damn mind. This,
4: what state is this thing set in? That's what I'm Texas. trying to say. That's that's a precedence there. You don't deal with real emotions there. It just doesn't
0: happen. No, no. Sure. so Jesse gets a pistol butt pistol butt to the face and when he comes to Queen Cannon the meat men are inside um, you know, he try, he's, you know, he's trying to figure out where he went wrong commanding Quinn Cannon to serve God and then Quinn Cannon says I am devoutly but my God is the God of meat of well, what's tangible touchable and true and then Jesse just laughs at him but Queen Cannon fires back to worshipping a silent God up in the sky is just as crazy so, uh, Jesse asks for one more Sunday. He says he, f- he failed to bring the town to God. It's even more messed up than when he got here. So, he's going to give God one more chance to speak to his flock. And if Jesse doesn't like the answers, he'll denounce God then and there in front of the whole town. Oh. Uh, the whole um, town. So, we check in with Tulip. She's adopted a sweet little dog named Brewski. Uh, she tosses him a ball, rubs his ear, tell him what a good boy he is. Then she hugs him and sadly pushes him into a room with a ravenous vampire. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Just saying. Not, uh...
4: Cheap baby talked to him.
0: Aw. But then fat, and then he became food. Wow. If I had a nickel. Um, at the church, uh, Sheriff was uh, Jesse in the back of his car. The townsfolk are mobbing him, like begging to be saved and stuff. It's a you know, really, really weird. But Jesse doesn't want to give up his mission. Queen Cannon doesn't want to give up his vendetta. Emily doesn't want to give up her faith. And Jesse doesn't want to, or Genesis doesn't want to give up Jesse. So, right. something's got to give. And, uh, I guess Jesse's going to, or, uh, Jesse's going to get his wish, you know, one last, um, church service to try to, you know, turn should you know, or else he's gonna denounce God once and for all. So and that's the uh, was the episode the episode uh episode eight of Valero. I don't know what you guys think of this one. Uh
1: I felt more active I guess. I I felt less bored watching it. So I mean it's it's a better episode I think. It felt like it now it's starting to go somewhere.
2: It this episode didn't mean as much to me af, after it aired as it does now after this last episode, because 8 and 9, I I know exactly where we're going in episode 10 as a comic reader. Or at least, I hope I it's where I think it's going. So, so looking back now at 8,
0: after seeing 9, 8 is much better. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know that this episode on its own, you know, like you said, Chubb, it, it is better after the ep- next episode, because there's a little more of a Clarification, I guess. Right. It well, puts it right. into context, is yes, right. exactly. exactly. You get exactly.
4: the whole yeah. picture. You're not just kind of grasping it. What you think is going on. That's true. Right. Yeah. I, you know, give it a B minus because of the dog. So. As <laughs> yes, we all know, I prefer animals to people.
1: Uh, so. Yes. We do know yes, that. Do that. You don't make that a secret. I mean,
4: that's no. The... It's precedent It's canon. Yeah. It's, it's
2: hashtag furry lives matter. You just had to do it,
0: didn't you? you yeah, you did. You just had to so, do it. You just... Bad, Richard. Bad. Our <laughs> next episode of Preacher, episode Lord. nine. Lord. Lordy, lordy. Episode nine mm-hmm. of Preacher. Finish the song, it's called. And um, I was not aware of this until I read the recap. But there's a really awesome Breaking Bad Easter egg here in this episode, and we'll get to it later. So I mentioned that. Um, this episode starts out in 1881. Remember our cowboy who killed everybody after his family was killed?
5: hmm yep.
0: He, uh, shows up in Ratwater, kills everyone else there. Um, well, he shows up in, first of all, he shows up in Ratwater, and, uh, he's the guy, um, the guy who knows him as a killer of all those men at Gettysburg, welcomes right. him in from the storm, as long as he can profess his love from the Lord. Uh, but he will not. He says, I love my horse, I love my wife, and I love my little girl. And that's and he had that Jesus. in the right order. He did. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> and as for Jesus, he can join us all in hell. Whoa. And he entered the saloon, and he interrupted the singer performing, and he instructs the terrified men to finish the song, and then he slaughters everyone in the saloon. It's pretty much, yep. Except the singer patrons, prostitutes, piano player, everybody. Hey. And uh, it's it's weird because we don't see the actual killing right. for the most part, right. but we hear it and we see the bodies start to pile up.
1: Yeah, I think that was last,
0: Yeah, I thought it was better too. I mean, it would have been easy enough to just you know show all the slaughter, but it's almost more you know it's, it's almost always more effective when it's like indirect like that. I oh. find. Yeah, yeah,
4: I yeah, know that's yeah. yeah. You have to show all the carnage, you just get the implication.
0: Right, right. it's you know your mind makes makes
4: three, more uh, uh, than
0: they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, The last guy standing is the saloon singer and the cowboy separates his head from his shoulders too. Now he's the only one there and he calmly pours himself a drink. Um, And there's a wind that comes and shakes the bar. And then we're back in the present. Jesse's in the back of Chef Root's cruiser. He just confessed to sending Eugene to hell. Um, Root thinks Jesse's being uh, poetical-like and tells him (laughs) that Child wow. killers don't find penitentiary easy. Preacher, you're going to wish he was in hell. Um, Jesse has other plans, though. He apologizes and dives out of the police car, promising Rude he'll see him in church on Sunday. And uh, he used that uh, silver pen. I think it's uh, the one that young Jesse eyed at Quinn Canton Mean Power when his dad was counseling Odin's episode four. I think it's the same pen. Anyway. Somehow he jimmied the police car open with a pen. And, uh, fell out. And, um... This dude could beat up the whole town. Basically. Like, I guess. Super sniper, spy guy, <laughs> lock picker. He's got the word. I mean, he doesn't even need the word. Because you know? he is so big for this town. It's like...
1: What is... It's, I don't know. It's not even... It's like it's a joke, him fighting.
0: Yeah. Um... We get a scene here with DeBlanc and Fiore. They enter a travel agency. I thought that was a really cool scene. I, I was, liked oh, it. Oh, yeah. Nova Scotia for the Lobster Festival. And they're like, no, I want to go south. No, Tasmania? No. Further south. And then she, like, gets a look on her face, and she pulls down the blinds and stuff, and, and she realizes they're unregistered angels, and she forges some paperwork. And ask their occupation, and they say in unison, serial killer and architect. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, I guess, and uh, I paused it here because the trip to hell, I guess, costs $348.50. In case you're, in case you're wondering. Who would have thought? Do you know there, there's a place called hell?
4: There's a town called hell?
0: I do. Hell, Michigan.
4: Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, no, there's a, a town in hell, Michigan, but there's also one, It's I think it's on Grand Cayman Island or Cozumel, one of those places I'm sailing to in October, you can actually take a trip to hell. You can get, send postcards from hell. I'm kind of go- going to hell, guys. You know I am. I belong there.
1: You, Yeah, <laughs> you, you've been wanting to go there a long time.
0: A lot better I mean, than home Michigan, I guess. I
4: know I have a throne there. I know I...
0: <laughs> Just one? I know.
4: I'm the I, mean, uh,
0: I'm the yeah, I
4: may have a winter membership. throne and then a summer. You're right. I may have. I thought I figured
2: they just have like a whole wing of hell that it's like sister throat punch land.
4: That does sound accurate. I'll have yeah. to check that out and let you guys know. Okay. Yeah. Will
2: cool. you at, will you at least have the fast passes so we can skip the lines? or Are you going to make it complete hell on us?
4: Um, have we met?
2: I'm saying.
4: Yeah, your ass staying in line for. <laughs>
1: I'll just stay in line and do my pink and you stink know, jokes until you let me. Your lines are
4: gonna be like Groundhog Day. You're gonna you're gonna get to the end of the line. You're gonna wake up back in the front in the back of the line again. <laughs>
0: That'll be fun. it will be I like know. the scene of killers in this episode. Yeah. That's you know? what
4: I, exactly I was thinking. I was like, Constant oh my god, is it just Groundhog Day. This this yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It'll be like that.
0: Constant loop of death. Anyway, yeah. um, the whole situation with Cassidy is getting worse. Tulip cannot deal with it anymore. She calls enemy or enemy uh, Emily over and tells her that Kelsey's having trouble healing. Him. Oh yeah, he's a vampire. Oops. And like the living room is full of cages of animals. Some are full and some are empty. Um, here's what Tulip tells her: uh, Just open the door a crack and throw in a hamster or chicken or something. Done. <laughs> <laughs> here's some cash if you need more critters. Don't go to Pet Express because they're on to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> her solution Tulip, is even better though uh,
0: But Oh yeah, totally We'll get to that in a minute But Tulip says that Emily can have Jesse Because Tulip's done But Emily's like, no, I'm dating Mayor Miles now you and, uh, and and Tulip's like, yeah, he sounds cool yeah, well, <laughs> And Tulip's off for Albuquerque So um, Emily is uh, creeping toward Cassidy's room When Miles calls to bully his way into staying overnight at her place and she agrees to get him off the phone. Um, she has, uh, Cass's door secu- is uh, secured with a bolt, a desperate sized bolt. Huh? And behind it is still, you know, very badly burned. Vamp is not good. Uh, Emily's kind of horrified. The guinea pig, she drops in, doesn't seem to take the edge off. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back at the motel, the Adelphi are, uh, packing up in their still trashed hotel room. Uh-huh. Um, Fiori, uh, um, you know, they're wondering if it'd be better to go to heaven would they be able to fess up to what they're doing in heaven. Fury's worried they'll be separated forever. Aw, oh, they're angel bros. Aw, oh, isn't that great? Um, like discover, but then they discover the, uh, the heaven phone is missing. Oh! The direct line to heaven they had is missing. So all they have left is uh, hell.
4: And each other. And each other.
0: Oh, that's other. true. That's true. That's true. Angel Bros. Uh, anyway, <laughs> who knows about the angel phone? Why, it's Jesse. And he's uh, picking the locks on his handcuffs under an overpass with two homeless people. He has some pancakes and breakfast Merlot <laughs> and indulges their debate about how far off his rocker he is and whether he can really bring God to heal in front of a whole town with the help of a heaven phone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um... So, interesting. And we see the plans starting to form here. Um, we go back to Tulip's uncle's house. Uh, Emily's cradling a bunny in her lap and watching Psycho. <laughs> nice scene. That was cool. Uh. She throws the bunny, uh, She you know, she goes. She leaves the bunny behind and goes to the vampire's room. And uh, Miles rushes over to, to uh, Emily calls, you know, and, and lures Miles over. Miles rushes over to see Tulip's uncle pass down the couch. He's always passed out, isn't he, pretty much? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. And uh, Emily, you know, uh, um, you know, Emily calls him in and says, you know, please, you know, come in and, 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 you know, to this room. And she slams the door shut behind him, leaving him in there with Cassidy. Murder by vampire. Great.
4: Uh, hey. Euthanasia by vampire.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're that deep into khakis, you don't deserve to live. No. See,
4: you get it. Yeah, I mean, it's better than the critters having to needless to die. Come on.
0: Across town, Sheriff Root's been called to the blood-drenched hotel room where the angels were, and he discovers the armless, legless soccer femme in the tub. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful. He gives a heartfelt, you-stay-with-me speech, but she begs him over and over to kill her. And at the end, he removes his hat and strokes her head and then strangles her. And... He's still choking her when the resurrected soccer mom appears briefly in the doorway.
4: He <laughs> doesn't see it because he's too busy angry killing her. He's not even mercy killing her. He's just pissed off at the world. Man.
0: Now, here's the Breaking Bad shot out the place where Fiori and DeBlanc are waiting for the Hell yep. Shuttle.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: This is the exact same spot where the van arrived to take Walter White and Jesse Pinkman to their new lives. Yep. Oh, nice. It's the exact same spot from Ozymandias in, uh, uh, in Breaking Bad. And uh, producer Sam Caitlin or Michael Slovis could have done this. Or director Michael Slovis could have done this. They both worked on Breaking Bad. Oh, but nice. it is exactly the same spot. It's kind of awesome. cool. Um, the shuttle driver points to the trunk of the Adelphi. and says, not a lot of carry-ons. But Fiore doesn't want to abandon his comic books.
4: What about my comics? That's so meta.
0: That, that was, was, yes. Big, but uh, DeBlanc says it's all right, leave him behind.
4: Yeah, that's when I knew there were more than bros.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emily's freeing the surprise, of the surviving guinea pigs outside the O'Hare house. Uh, Jesse shows up, and Emily's pretty calm, considering she just, you know, killed some dude, and tells him the tulip's gone, and his mate is inside. Uh, so Jesse walks inside to the Carnage house. <laughs> And Cass is huddled in the corner, tells him to go away, tells him it's not safe for him. But since he's, you know, had an influx of vitamin miles, uh, cassie Cassie's looking, Cassidy's looking a little better, and he doesn't attack Jesse. And uh, they have a talk. He's like, you know, I told you what I was, and now you see. And then Jesse, you know, said the cast saw some of the worst parts of him, too, and he apologizes. And, you know, he's. Um, we find out about, you know, well, he did put him out you know, when he was on fire pretty quick, so... Um, but Jesse blames himself for not doing it fast enough, but Cass, you know, the fact that he did it was all the matters. So they kind of are bros again. Right. Um, Jesse realizes he's going to need angel hands to use the heaven phone. So Cass is like, Hey, remember where I had all those leftover bodies of those dudes I <laughs> killed? We can, you know, we can grab one of those hands and use those. So they go. Uh, but before they do, Jesse calls Tulip. He goes to voicemail, and he gives her a long, rambling message about M&M pancakes. And he also says, until the end of the world, which is the catchphrase from the between the two of them and in the book.
5: Yeah. Um,
0: so, anyway, um, um, as he's leaving the message, Tulip is uh, meeting Carlos with a meat mallet. Um, so, that looks fun. Mm. Um they go back to Ratwater, and the cowboy is like, like you said, Jerry is like doing a groundhog day situation.
4: Yeah, it's it, it um, groundhog, and it's also Rashomon because you change the perspective a little too.
0: So. Right, right. Hmm. Um, but there's, but as he is doing, uh, it always ends up in the same. You know, the hmm. room covered with cover of the bodies, and all of a sudden, hey, here's Fiore and DeBlanc. They're picking away across the blood-drenched floor, and then the. Uh, it's funny because there's a. Um, Location identifier there on the television. says, How? The uh, the cowboy draws his guns, and Bud DeBlanc offers to free him. and All he has to do is... uh, But he just responds by killing him. You know, Fury carries on, he tells the cowboy that they want him to kill a preacher. And there's nothing but wind and horses and chaos. And next we see Jesse and Cass digging up a grave under a hanging tree. And then Cass grabs the angel hands. He's like, how many do you need? Three? Four? And Jesse's like, well, one will do. And then they bury Miles and a whole bunch of dead animals in the hole. Um, let's never speak of the dead animal hole again, shall we? And then they start talking about God coming to Texas on Sunday, and they start putting the dirt back in the mass grave.
4: That makes and, sense. The uh, devil goes down to
0: Georgia, you know? Right? Yeah. So that's... Uh, yeah, right. Fair. St- still no sign No sign of Eugene this episode. You know, and it really is I think I agree with you Chubb I, after this episode now that I see where it's going for the finale I'm really more excited so uh, that was uh, that was episode 9 uh, uh, Preacher next episode like I said is the um, the finale and we'll have a special episode with uh, Aaron Newworth talking about that well uh, that's Preacher you want to give it a letter grade before you bow out
1: uh, I give it a B I guess I'm, st- I mean, I'm, I'm in. I want to know what's gonna happen. I'm still not, you know, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still iffy on this. Not iffy. I wouldn't say iffy, but I'm just still not in a, in a good place with the show yet. Like I still see the pieces are there, but it, I just don't see it connecting yet. But I know it can. It probably will. Next season, but I, I just it's just not there for me yet. That, that's what it is,
0: Jared Chubb.
4: Uh, I give it an A because he killed a whole saloon, and I haven't seen a character kill a whole like bar full of people since Hellraiser 3 Hell on Earth.
0: Wow, okay, man. yeah,
2: just um. This, I, I I give this one an A as well. I, this is probably my favorite episode of the series so far. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, joining us again, uh, we, we have uh, we are down one Daryl Taylor because he had to go off and do some other recording, but we are up one Quino soon. Mister Q from the Comic Nerdgasm uh, Facebook page. How are you, sir? That's it. Good.
3: Good.
0: Uh, He has joined us uh, graciously to talk about our Justice League uh, TV Club uh, uh, offerings for the week, which would be the episode Legends and the episode Injustice for All. Um, Two of my favorites, by the way. I just wanted to say both of these. Spoiler alert, I give both an A. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
0: Because they are the two, you know, I mean, they're totally different, but they're like, they're both really cool. Let's, uh going to start with legends um we have you know, and
3: sexism we're all in a cartoon
0: i know i know it's great you know keep uh, you keep trying to uh, um the 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 siren uh in this keeps trying to bring a uh, hot girl into the kitchen she just keeps getting more and more angry it's great
5: right
0: <laughs> but basically the basic premise the entire justice league is fighting a a giant robot Piloted by Luthor, what a surprise! And uh, in the um, ensuing uh, um, battle, there's a giant explosion uh, as the you know, Flash is trying to contain the, the uh, reactor breach, and it decimates the whole area. Now it's really funny. The same premise ends up being used later, only just for Superman. They think Superman is dead um, when he disappears after the Toyman explodes, and he ends up being flown into the future and working with Vandal Savage. I think that episode's called Hereafter. Uh-huh. But it's it's funny how they use the same thing in a few different episodes. Um, and uh, in uh, Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkgirl, and John Jones are blasted out of there. And there's just like this giant spherical crater uh, where the robot was. Um, and they, the four of them, have been blasted so far in, out of there that they're in what I guess I mean it, what comic readers would ostensibly call Earth Two. Yep. It's it's yep. the the it's very much based on the comics of the 40s and 50s, the Silver Age. The art style there, uh, even with the characters that they're introduced, are very it's very like Dick Sprang or Gardner Fox. Um, it's very very of it's, it's very much a nod to the JSA, the Justice Society of America. You no know, one um, never got was why
3: didn't they just go with the JSA.
0: Well, because they ended up using a lot of those characters further down the road. True. Sure. And they didn't want to have it's to so be... And Unlimited
3: and whatnot. Yeah,
0: Right. Like, they ended up using Wildcat, you know, down the road. And they had the, um, you know, uh, Black Canary, you know, and some of the other uh, characters, Starman, you know, some of the other things down the road. So, they didn't want to have confusion. So, they went with uh, Analogues. I mean, anybody could figure out. I mean, the, their, um, their group is called the Justice Guild. They have a round table, just like All-Star Comics number one, where they're all sitting around it. You know, the All-Star Comics number one, where they the first JSA, and it even has the shield on it, just like the JSA's table does. And we get uh, the Green Guardsman, obviously the Golden Age Green Lantern. Catman, who can either be Golden Age Batman or Wildcat. Uh, Black Siren, obviously Black Canary. Tom Turbine, which I'm guessing is more like Starman, is kind of like a gadget hero. You know, he's kind of like a Reed Richards type, you know, but he's, he has his turbine belt. Turbine much like belt. Starman. Right, Starman has, you know, gravity rods, so kind of gimmick hero. And the streak, you know, the Golden Age Flash. And these are characters from Jon Stewart, Gold, uh, Green Lantern's favorite comic book as a kid. So they used... It's funny how they took the conceit from the comic in the 60s when they introduced Earth 1 and Earth 2... And transposed it here to where, you know, John Jones gives this little explanation. Well, maybe the uh, the writers, you know, their subconscious was tuned to this dimension. They thought it was their imagination. Yep. Which is the exact same sh- spiel that Gardner Fox gave in A Flash of Two Earths. Okay. Right, explaining why there was a Flash comic book in Barry Allen's wow. universe. So, pretty uh, it's pretty cool how they transposed that. But um, this is a very stylized, you know, version of, like, 40s, 50s America. There's an ice cream truck going by all the very time. True. Very
4: pleasant,
0: Yes, very, yes. very Pleasantville. Bill. Um, like you mentioned, you know, the sexism implied with Hot Girl. Black Siren's always like, right. let's let the men talk. <laughs> and the Hot Girl's like, let them <laughs> talk. I want to hear what they have to say.
3: <laughs> is <Isn't> she right? to <laughs> make or something? I'm sorry? Didn't
0: she even offer to make cookies? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then mm-hmm. John Stewart has to take her side's He's like, look, man, we need all the friends. We, we, until we find out what's going on, we need to be friendly, okay? Right. And then Hawk Girl's like, you fight crime and bake cookies. How do you do it?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there's so many nice lines in this. I mean, the Flash just being incredulous that he's chasing a guy who's driving a giant clarinet car. Um. By the way, the um, the villains that they run against too, they have uh, analogs in DC as well. The, the the sports guy was a sports master in the comics. Oh right. The the music master was the fiddler. Yep. Um, I, icicle was Doctor Blizzard, and the wizard was um, was uh, the magician. So um, again, G, classic JSA uh, villains. I, I liked that. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that Sports Master
3: looked uh, like Bob Hope.
0: Look like, whoa, what's that? I'm sorry, there's a whole, there's some sort of big noise and I can't hear what you're saying, Q. Hold on a second, it's like like... somebody's untangling something or? Somebody moving a mic? Yeah, that's what it sounds like, like untangling a mic or something. Jerry? What? Are you untangling something or plugging something in or?
4: Um, I had to leave my phone because I had to pick up my dog, so I just kind of dropped building, the headphones real quick.
0: Are you building a transformer? I mean...
4: No, it's just my headphones.
0: <laughs> yes,
4: I am yes, I'm transforming right now.
0: Wow. You're, I'm really a Corvette thing, She is more fun- than <laughs> the into your final... <laughs> she's transforming into her final form.
4: Yeah, this isn't even my final form, guys.
0: This isn't even my final form. No, really. But, um... So, they, they kind of think something weird is going on. Because, like I said, Pleasantville, very super idealized, you know, post-war America. And then, uh, during the course of them fighting these cheesy villains, the Golden Age Green Guardsman dies. But then is immediately back again.
5: Right.
0: And that's when they first realize something is a little hinky. John Jones keeps getting, like, psychic flashbacks or, um, like, um, feedback, and he's unable to, like, you know, read anyone's mind uh, because he keeps seeing explosions and and, and stuff. And uh, it turns out... Oh, and and when they figure out... When they talk about their situation with Tom Turbine, Tom, you know, offers to... um, uh, Has, like, an interdimensional portal that he's been working on, but he hasn't been able to come up with a power source for it yet. And, um, so, you know, he says, you know, he'll work tirelessly until he gets everyone home. And, uh, as they slowly but surely figure out what's going on, they realize that this world actually was destroyed by nuclear war. Yep. Like decades ago.
4: That war And
0: and that the, uh, little, uh, boy who is the mascot of the JSA, little Ray, um, is actually a an incredibly powerful psychic who's able to project the illusion of that he you know dreamed of in his comic books. And the cool thing about this is, if you think about it, Ray represents a faction of comic book fandom.
5: Uh huh.
0: They're just obsessed yep. with comics being the same way that it should always have been, holding on to the past rather than exploring the possibilities of the future. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff that you know, you know, Spider-Man: Brand New Day. I mean, you, know, you name it. You know, it's just like. It's very much how, it's funny how the, vict- the, uh, the the villain in this is a statement in himself about comic books and fans of comic books, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> so meta. Very, very <laughs> so. Um, the, the script, by the way, by Andrew Kreisberg is a lot smarter than, than I'm making it out to be in explaining the, you know, the stuff. Um, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of, uh, there's a running joke about hot girl hopping out in the kitchen and the streak has this casual racist reminder to John. <laughs> You're a credit to your people. a credit to your people. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah.
4: This is like that episode of Legends of the Lame where they were all in Pleasantville and hot girl and they had to like get married and...
0: Yeah, Brenna Routh, and uh, yeah, Brenna, and then Vandal Savage
4: was her neighbor because that happens in real life. And... Sure. <sighs>
0: yeah. Okay. Um, Dan Reba directed it, by the way, and um, is it again the the, the little uh, like like you said, like the little casual racism and stuff. Yeah. There's some really good uh, action sequences in there. There's one where Catman uh, has like a motorcycle takedown of a blimp. He rides his motorcycle through a building and then flies off the roof to the top of the blimp, then swings down and kicks the crap out of the bad guys. It was, uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, uh, Bruce Timm himself said of this episode, uh, it's not even specifically about the Justice Society. It's really contrasting the way we remember the world and the way the world is. So um, that's interesting. I, um,
3: I always thought that Sportsmaster looking like Bob was kind of a nod to that era.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, cause, Bob Hope had his own comic back then. so Yeah.
3: Oh, really?
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so sure a... You know, Jerry Lewis did, too, I think.
4: I feel like I, I shouldn't know that, but <laughs> I do.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, Ray is holding on to this, and he's holding this entire civilization prisoner, and... um it turns out you know the Justice Guild aren't even real, but they these um they the Justice Guild he created these projections so well that they have like the actual like you know moral compass of the actual Justice Guild guys, so they fight against Ray um, to you know hold to free the world, right. and they make the ultra, ultimate sacrifice again after always after having already been killed yes, they do. in the timeline earlier. Uh, it's really kind of touching. There's a you know, the line in the streak. It's like you know, we died once to save the city. We can do it again. You
4: know? Right, but they're constructs. Um, they don't even exist. So it shouldn't be touching at all, right?
0: Yeah, but it yeah, was. It yeah, but be, it was. But, but it worked. <laughs> it totally worked, dude. And the whole. And I love the storyline about John Stewart. Like you know, these are the comic books that taught him how to be a hero as an adult. Yeah. Right. And like here they are, like actually, you know, sacrificing themselves at the end. And he just, you know, John just reaffirms John's legacy, you know, to be a hero. Um, good stuff. Um, some some quick notes. Uh, Green Guardsman's ring has no power over aluminum? Yes. <laughs> well, is that, it, it was is that better or worse than wood? I know. Is that better or worse? They have to some
4: sanctions. We always talk about how they they choose their kind of power thing. Like, you have to have some, some like, weakness. You have to have some Achilles heel. Otherwise what kind of hero or what kind of villains we ever put against right.
0: you. Right. Um, yeah, the, um, definitely in 1960s, Batman flourishes and Catman's music. You know, kind of like, you know, like the jazzy, uh, jazz right. music there. That's pretty sweet. We get to see more John and Shiera kind of, uh, you know, being more of a, a couple. Um, as I said before, let's let the men talk. Um, oh my I like when Flash is uh, hey cookie and
2: she's one word and you'll be the fastest man alive with a limp.
0: <laughs> yeah. When they give him the or when they give him the official Justice Guild rings and Flash is like, nice plastic.
4: The one liners in this were just epic. And it was just filled with one liners.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well I mean them them reacting and everything to the world, you know, the this kind of like idealized world which is really cool. Okay, I give this an A. Like I said before, I love this episode. I thought it was awesome. I agree. A A plus, actually. I think
2: that this is probably my favorite episode of the first season.
4: A plus. This is my kind of comedy. Seriously. You just just never knew where it was coming from, either, the comedy. It was good.
0: Right. And it was one of those things I really couldn't figure out what was going on or why it it was happening until the end.
3: Q, did you rate?
0: Yeah, yeah, i definitely give it an A. Cool. Sweet. And the other one we'll be talking about tonight, Injustice for All, uh, episodes 8 and 9, season 1. It originally aired uh, 9 six, 2002 and 9-13-2002. So. Um, this one starts out with uh, Luthor, out to no good once again. right? I,
3: I love that <laughs> opening sequence.
0: Oh, yeah, it was great. Yes, but like that, how,
3: how he was, was thinking, like, oh, I have kryptonite, I'm killing Superman, uh, I thought that was hilarious.
0: And it turns out the kryptonite is killing him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Radiation poisoning yeah, it was, is, is... It was
3: John in disguise,
0: too. Right, right. That was that was a great fake-out, for sure. Uh, but it turns out that, uh, you know, the, the kryptonite he's been using over the years to try to get Superman or what have you is causing him to have radiation poisoning. So he's a Luthor with nothing to lose.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I thought it was funny that he blamed, like immediately when he got the news, Superman's super concerned about him and he's immediately blaming Superman for him getting cancer. Are you happy? That's like J.
4: Jonah Jameson. He's <laughs> like, why is there so much crime in this city? It must be that Spider-Man. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of blame Spider-Man.
4: Right? <laughs>
0: Um, there's so much in this episode geez, I don't even know where to start or where to begin. Did you guys see the, the wonder twin statues in the fight? Uh, yep. Yeah, I just want to say that real quick. Real, I just, that made me smile for sure. Um, Luthor, because he's dying, kind of, it kind of seems like he's falling apart more and more as the episode goes on. Uh, but he assembles the ultra humanite played really well in this, in this, uh, um, in this episode. Uh, Solomon Grundy, Star Sapphire, Cheetah, Copperhead, and the Shade. Now, Grundy, Sapphire, Copperhead, and the Shade were all part of Aresis' crew in Fury. The episode with the, you know, the Rogue Amazon that we just talked about last episode. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. And okay. I gotta say, Shade is really uh, nerfed for these episodes. Yeah. He's really nerfed for the show. He's he's uh. Yeah, you because know, he's, I don't know, like, a, it's like they, they beat him up, and I don't know, like, he, he's far more powerful in the books.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. It seems like this version, lot, Shade, yeah. this, this version of The Shade. Yeah. This version of The Shade. Yeah, he is a great character. In uh, Robinson's Starman. he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this version of The Shade it seems like he's dependent on that cane to do his. Power, you know what I mean? Because I think Wonder Woman grabs the cane from him at some point in the fight and snaps it.
3: Right.
0: And that supposedly, like, um, I mean, because in the comics, it's a natural power. He doesn't need anything to really focus it.
3: Exactly. And he can't even be hurt. In the, you know, according to, if you read up on his bio, I don't understand how they could ever defeat him, (laughs) you know, if you just go by his power set. But then in the on the show, like you said, she just takes his cane and breaks it, and, you know, it's like he was just some kind of thug.
5: Right.
4: There's something with Gorilla Grodd, like he had to have a little thing to channel his mind control. They do that with this series. They make something to where they can, some kind of out to where you can have something like an end to where you can be defeated.
0: Right. Yeah. Plus, visually, that works a lot better, I think, than the whole Kane thing. But I totally get what you're saying. Like, in, I remember in James Robinson's uh, Starman, There's at one point Shade was, like, he was out of control or something or in subconscious, and, like, his, his shadow power is, like, eating a whole star system or something. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty pretty cool series. Um, again, you know, Luthor's dying, so he, you know, I, you know DGAF, and uh, he gathers this group, and the one person he doesn't invite shows up anyway. The Joker, uh, played by Mark Hamill, of course. Um, the first, the first round against the Injustice Gang is Batman by himself against him. He gets bit uh, by oh. Copperhead, and he's spending like he has a subplot through here where John is worried. He's trying to overcompensate because he doesn't have uh, powers. But actually, Batman is, you know, a genius, and has figured out that if he gets captured by them, he could work from the inside.
4: Because Batman always has a plan. Totally messed them up. That's Batman. Oh
0: my god, I love that part of it. They had Batman chained (laughs) up, and he's like, watch them, and like he. He gets Ultra-Humanite and Grundy to fight each other over him. (laughs) And then Cheetah gets down there, and he kind of, like, half-seduces her. Right. Did you get
3: comparisons when they showed, like, Superman's uh, trying to interrogate Copperhead, and he's not getting anywhere, and he goes, I don't see how Batman does it. And then the very next scene is Batman talking to Cheetah, and then the next thing, you know, they're making out.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Conrad, you know, it's like, try me, you know. Be totally has everybody's number and is able to just push hurt, buttons, hurt. left, right in the center. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, always,
4: always has a container. That's Batman. That's what Batman does.
0: That is what Batman does. Mm. Um, it's funny though that like the one thing that bat, that takes Batman down and it's like the most chaotic thing possible. It's the Joker with a bag of rocks.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not like some high tech weaponry or. battle armor or whatever
4: playing the long chess game a a silly dude with a blunt object he's not even going to consider that that's not even gonna hit his radar which is funny
0: and that's exactly why the joker needs to be on the team is because he can out is he can out chaos batman's order you know what i mean
4: yeah oh no yeah
0: Um, and and throughout this episode while they have batman chained downstairs joker's just begging to, to kill him the whole time Over and over, they're just begging, you know, he's like, oh, come on, Lexi, just let me have a few minutes with him alone, you know. Then finally, the it's not going to
3: end well for them as long as Batman's alive.
0: That's true. It's it's just great to see Batman use his, like, his brain power to take everyone else down. Um, Joker brings in a TV to show Batman because they set up a bomb. On the, uh, the watchtower, the, um, superheroes are looking all over for it and can't find the bomb, but then get a last minute, uh, radio signal to tell them where the bomb is. And they're able to get it out of the watchtower and, and, and survive. And it turns out the, uh, that Batman made Ultra Humanite a better offer, uh, more money than, than Luther offered him, um... And the humanites sold everyone out to go back to prison and be able to watch public TV and stuff. Because, I mean, you know, where else is, like, an eight-foot-tall, ultra-intelligent white gorilla going to be able to be normal other than Belle Reeve, you know, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. But it's great. You kind of, um, once again, Batman's power of being incredibly wealthy pays off. That's his biggest superpower is wealth, you know. <laughs>
4: It's not. It's white privilege. Everybody knows this, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, while all that's going on, and and uh, Batman is able to misdirect the Joker and, and uh, break out of his bonds, he's like, he tells the Joker, he's like, I could have broken out any time I wanted to. I just had to stay around for the it was fun, you know, stay around for the fun. And uh, we get a big uh, big fight between the groups at the end, and. Uh, it end, the episode ends with Ultra Humanite back in prison, listening to opera, and they say, you know, this, this show was made possible by a, well, a contribution from the Ultra Humanite.
4: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> I like really enjoyed the humor that.
2: throughout this whole episode. It was really oh, definitely. It was fun, well
0: yeah. nice. I like the fight in the Warner Brothers studio store. That was cool.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I really miss those stores so much. That's pretty fine. Um, this is also the first time we see Green Lantern use his uh, ring as like a black light x-ray,
4: uh-huh.
0: and we'll see it again. Uh, oh, nice line. Flash. Fastest man alive, hot girl, which might explain why you can't get a date. <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
4: Yeah. No, that was. I think I wrote that one down. That's nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember hearing
3: that thing and like, what child watched this show? When right? That? Right? <laughs> no child yeah.
0: Just do with that. Uh, was talking about. And uh, Lex, you know, our Joker kept kept trying to convince Lex to kill Batman. Don't wait, do it now, you know. And then, of course, Lex at the end when he realizes he's been betrayed, he's like, "Et two humanite?" Yeah. you <laughs> were full Shakespearean. He did. It was pretty awesome. It was. Um. And oh, and uh, Mark Hamill, or uh, the Joker, also says, "You're despicable." At one point, which you know, Daffy Duck, yeah. So I guess this was an A. This is one of my favorite episodes of the Justice League first season. Just good old fashioned super team versus super villain team, so, you know. Bat- and and the whole it's funny because at first you think like John does. Oh, Batman is is you know kind of questioning his worth to the team because he's you know he doesn't have any powers or whatever. But when you you, know, you realize that. Batman is the one who took every, who saved everyone, took them all down, all while locked up in the basement. I mean, once again, another great performance by Conroy's Batman, naturally.
2: And, well, and this is the first episode of Justice League that Mark Hamill's in. Mm-hmm. So it
0: really was good to have him in this one. Right. So, yeah, I totally give this an A. Um, this is a great, like I said, one of the, my favorite episodes of the series, and just love it a lot. So. Yeah, um, I gave it an A as well.
4: A joyful,
3: Q. A plus. It was. Um, I I love that it was you know totally a Batman episode. Okay. Right. It, it was so Batman that they threw the Joker in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though he wasn't invited. <laughs>
5: right?
0: Well, we uh, we covered all the news at the beginning of the show because there's so much going on from San Diego Comic-Con. Q, you weren't here for that. Is there anything you saw from the San Diego Comic-Con you wanted to shout out really quick of the DC variety? Oh,
3: man. I, I, out of everything, I think what impressed me most, and believe it or not, it wasn't just the, but it was the Wonder Woman trailer. We, yeah,
5: yeah, we were talking yeah, about that we before. We all that.
3: Yeah, even more so than the Justice League one. I liked, the Wonder Woman one. I loved. Yeah. Uh, I guess the the new the, the thing that just popped up today was um, what Superman on Supergirl. Right. Yeah, I'm not a I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the costume. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm not saying I hate it. Just not totally sold on it yet.
0: Yeah, it probably. I'd, I'd like to see the motion more than just a static picture. Yeah, they,
3: they often tend to look like like you'll see them for the first time in the photo and they look really bad, but then on the show it actually looks a lot. better.
2: Well, our theory is that 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 that's photoshopped. That that is just
3: yeah.
2: random in the Superman big. costume, and then they they oh. photoshopped his head onto him it and then put
0: him in the picture Batman with her. It, yeah,
2: it
0: it just looks like good. a bad Photoshop. Something we didn't mention, though, and we should probably mention now since we're talking about animated stuff, the uh, Justice League action uh, highlight reel.
3: Oh, yeah,
0: that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. I loved yeah. it. It was like a mix between the, the Justice League Unlimited and the Brave and the Bold art style. Yeah. You had, like, really cool versions of uh, uh, Wonder Woman and the and, uh, they had Lobo, uh-huh. Space Cabby, um uh, uh, Star and Stripe, Brainiac, Stargirl, Mongol, I mean, so many things, Firestorm, uh, all in that one trailer. So, I'm psyched for that, it looks great. It looked awesome.
3: Yeah, they looked pretty
0: awesome. Nice. Yeah, the art almost reminds me of the style. Did you guys ever watch that um, Legion of Superheroes cartoon? No,
2: not me. Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: The art style kind of reminds me of that, like. It's really cool, but they also had Vixen in the trailer and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. I can't, I cannot wait. It looks like it almost like a like a redo of Jou. I mean, there's so many different characters. So
3: I, I really hope it's that good. I really do hope.
0: It's yeah, me too.
3: Me too. I mean, Jou was one of my favorite uh, series, especially as far as the animated. It's like hands
0: the, um Yeah, the Justice League Dark animated, too, looked like it would be really good. So. Oh, I can't wait for
4: that. that. I actually
0: love the oh, Justice, oh, League, Justice love League Dark. I love that title. Game.
4: And we get a chance to see Constantine again. Come on, yeah. on. I do not love that.
0: Matt Ryan is reprising this role as Constantine. No, I thought I was super psyched.
3: Wait a minute. Wait, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a Justice yeah. League Dark, and no? he's
0: okay. Constantine. All right, well, let me, I'll break it down for you. Ready? You know, uh, with the uh, the new Killing Joke uh, uh, DVD and Blu-ray. There's an eight-minute uh, thing, and it's online, it's on YouTube, and it's on the DC TV podcast Facebook group. There's a link there. Okay. Um, all, preview of Justice League Dark animated yes, I'm excited. feature coming up. And, yeah, Matt Ryan will be reprising his role. As yeah, Tom it's King.
4: animated, but I'm super excited nonetheless.
0: Yes. Yeah, and it's a Swamp Thing, Madame Xanadu, Dead Man, um the yeah the justice league dark it looks awesome and i can't wait the art style is i agree to the, with the new heart the new uh house wb animated art style and okay. uh yeah and I, it i'm like, just hearing about this there's um because didn't that listen came... to the
4: earlier part of this podcast and we were hashing it out before we recorded that's why
0: there's a lot a lot of stuff <laughs> came out of san diego i mean you gotta really Really stay on it to see it, to hear and see it all, so. But yeah, Justice League Dark is going to be the next uh, animated film, so. Psyched. They also announced they're going to do the Judas contract, but they've been announcing that since, like, I interviewed Bruce Timm back in 2009, and they were talking about doing the Judas contract that's unanimated, so. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's about it for the, the episode. Unless I may have something else to interject or throw in. I'm I also good.
4: feel
0: good about this. Cool. Um, if you enjoy uh, geeky podcasts, I imagine you would, then head on over to the com. There's a whole bunch of uh, podcasts over there that will serve your needs, including uh, Gotham by Geeks, which covers Batman. There's Nothing's On, which I'm on with Daryl and, uh, and Donnie talking about TV and movies. Uh anything we did not cover on this show from San Diego, we will definitely be covering on the nothing's on show that comes out about the same time this one does. So keep your ears out for that if you wanted to hear something about something you didn't hear about on this one. Uh HHWLOD is where this show came from. HWLOD.com is the home for the DC TV podcast. Also the Walking Dead TV podcast. We just did a special San Diego episode of that, which posted today as we're recording. So if you're following The Walking Dead, you want to get tuned in on everything that happened in San Diego for that, by all means do that. And when you've done all that, head over to Comic Nerdgasm and join their bracket of voting there with the superheroes. They're giving away prizes. They're talking geeky stuff. They're putting out press releases. Join that group, Comic Nerdgasm, on the Facebooks. Facebook's the book of faith is very popular with yes, young Yes, it's
4: people, the book of so faith. You can also join my puppy group, the Mouseketeers, where you can see puppy pictures and videos
0: of my puppy. <laughs> or not.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing that out there. Some people like puppies. It's cool.
0: It's cool. As as some people like I'm puppies. Life is hard,
4: okay? Puppy videos are.
2: Yeah. Are you Honest. throwing them <laughs> to a vampire you have locked in the back room?
4: We've all discussed that I am the vampire, and I love puppies. I only eat human blood. Come on. Um, it's rational here. Fair enough. I well, will also remember failures. to always give 100% unless you're giving blood.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're
5: welcome.
3: <laughs> it's, wow, helpful. it's helpful.
0: The, it's helpful. Usually the crappy jokes are from Chub Toad, not from you.
3: It's a PSA. Oh,
0: wow.
3: You know what? I think I'm actually going to use that one.
4: <laughs> Thank you. See? It's clever. Come on. Literally, always give 100%.
0: Okay, join us next week. We're going to talk about the uh, finale of Preacher, episode 10 of the finale. Uh, we'll also talk uh the animated killing joke. And we're going to go in depth on that with spoilers. That's why we're going next extra week. And we're going to have Aaron Newarth on the show from the Walking Dead TV podcast and the Out Now podcast with Aaron and Abe. So that'll be a lot of fun. Until then, thank you for joining me, Chubb, Jerry, Q, Daryl, who's no longer with us. Thank you for joining me.
2: Well,
4: he's. No, I like that. No, just leave it like that. Leave it like that. I
0: want to leave get an email. Leave it, like,
4: Chubb. Leave it. <laughs> I want to get an email. I'm like, oh, my God. Are he okay? Hey, no, I want to email. Leave it like, it. time I
0: try to do something cool, you got to stamp on it, man. <laughs>
4: oh, sorry. No, I was supporting you, bro. I said no. No, I, I was like talking that, to him, right?
0: not you, girl. You get my oh, back. Yeah. you are yeah, good. Sure. You and I are good. Right?
4: Yeah,
0: you and I, I are good. good. You and I are good. We're good. It's him. It's him.
3: Thank all you. Right, Where it goes. Goes. Good um, night. I'd like to thank Thanks. you all for coming along tonight because this next song is going to be the last number and I won't have a chance afterwards. Thank you very much for being a nice audience. Bef- uh, before we do do the next number, I'd like to introduce on bass guitar, Dee Murray, and on uh, drums, Nigel, I've got the biggest kid in the world, Olsen, and they're uh, my new band. And uh, we're going to do a number called Burn Down the Mission. Thank you very much. <laughs>
4: Me, there's an angel in your tree. Did he say he'd come to call on me? Yeah, but things are getting desperate in our
2: home, living in the parish of the restless folks. I Everybody now
5: with Cat Stevens tomorrow night at the same time here on BBC Four with a performance from 1971. Next tonight, David Aronovich examines the political impact of 1973 in me and the three-day week.